The Supreme Court permitted President Trump's executive order banning entry of visa applicants from six mostly Muslim nations and of refugees worldwide to go into effect. But the court said the order could not be enforced against people with bona fide ties to people and entities in the United States. And now a federal judge has said that the Trump administration's view of who has bona fide ties, which would have excluded grandparents, for instance, of U.S. residents, is inconsistent with the Supreme Court's ruling, and he's ordering the administration to expand the definition of people to whom the order does not apply. With us to talk about President Trump's travel ban and this court order from uh, the federal judge in Hawaii is David Beer, an immigration policy analyst at the Cato Institute. David, I kind of wanted to talk about where, how we got here. Uh, what did the Trump administration do that led to yet more litigation over this travel ban? Well, initially, when they first rolled out the travel ban, they really were trying to ban everyone who wanted to come to the United States. Um, since then, they dialed it back and said, you know, we're going to have exceptions, and, you know, that was still blocked by the courts. And so finally, it ended up at the Supreme Court, and, and the Supreme Court said, we're going uh, to hold oral arguments on this in October, but in the meantime, you cannot enforce this ban against people with a bona fide relationship that was the phrase that they used, with a person or, or entity in the United States. And they said that this definition of a bona fide relationship would include uh, close family members, and it specifically cited a mother-in-law as an example of someone who clearly is a close family member. And so then when, uh, you know, the, the government had the ability to now enforce the order, uh, but it had to define more clearly, more definitely, uh, who counted as close family. And really, they adopted the most narrow interpretation of the Supreme Court's order that they possibly could. They included parents-in-law, but everyone else had to be in the immediate family, so brothers, sisters, uh, parents, and uh, children. Um, so really, anybody outside of that circle uh, would have been excluded. So now, federal judge Derek Watson on Thursday ordered the government not to enforce the ban on grandparents, grandchildren, brother-in-laws, sister-in-laws, aunts, uncles, nieces, nephews, and cousins of people in the U.S. And he said, <laughs> indeed, grandparents are the epitome of close family members. But, David, what about cousins and nieces and nephews, it does seem like it's really broad now. It went from being too narrow to now too broad. I mean, look, I'm close with my wife's mother, but I spend way more time talking to my nephew, Caleb, than uh, either of my parents-in-law by a long shot. Uh, so the idea that, uh, you know, the Trump administration is trying to parse all these relationships and say, you know, well, maybe grandparents count, but uh, your nieces and nephews don't. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Uh, you know, at, at this point, it's pretty clear, you know, with the Supreme Court's language, I mean, if you look at it, they said, you know, the person has no connection at all, uh, they could be excluded. And uh, really, you know, emphasizing that they, you know, that this mother-in-law clearly would qualify. Well, if the mother-in-law clearly qualifies, then an aunt, uncle, niece, nephew relationship would certainly qualify as well.
So is the judge saying you just can't make blanket statements in this? You have to look at each situation or, or saying that, you know, everybody who's related can come in? Uh, right now, for right now, uh, you know, as this is still working through the uh, process, anyone with the, with these relationships would be eligible to apply and receive a visa to come to the United States, yes. So, um, David, what, what can we expect now? I mean, we had a litigation all the way up to the Supreme Court uh, the first time around. Now you have a, the Trump administration apparently trying to make this a very, very narrow order uh, you know, a very, very narrow possibility for people to get into the country, as narrow as they can. You have a court saying you can't do that. It's going to be more expansive. Can we expect more litigation over this? Well, the Trump administration is already appealing this um, determination that uh, grandparents and grandchildren and so forth, nieces and nephews, can be included um, or not included under the uh, order. So there, there's definitely going to be more litigation before the Supreme Court uh, ultimately uh, decides. We could have the Supreme Court intervene immediately and, and clarify what they meant. Um, they, they could just allow the lower court's order to uh, be sustained uh, until they have time to hear the full arguments in the case in October. Um, you know, it's really in the appeals court right now, um, but the Supreme Court could also uh, rule uh, immediately. So, um, you know, it's up in the air, but right now uh, we know that there will be some kind of determination uh, really by the end of the year on this. David, as part of his executive order, Trump set a 50,000-person cap on refugee admissions, which the U.S. already surpassed on Wednesday. Is that cap still allowed? So, what the, again, what the Supreme Court said was the cap could only be applied to people who didn't fit into this uh, this bona fide relationship with a person or entity in the United States. And the the, the court, uh, the judge whose order we're discussing right now, also uh, affected that portion of the order by saying that anybody who had a relationship with a refugee resettlement organization in the United States um, could enter the United States or, uh, you know, receive refugee status to come to the United States. Um, so uh, that portion of the order was affected uh, by this judge's decision as well. So, David, do you, do you think, though, at the end of the day, this really just all has to get sorted out by the Supreme Court? And, you know, it, and is it going to be about executive? Is this really going to revolutionize immigration law or are we going to have the court really rebuke the Trump administration? Well, you're absolutely right to use the word revolutionize. Uh, it would revolutionize immigration law if uh, they started applying um, the Bill of Rights to immigration law, because for many years uh, it was totally exempt, and they're slowly creeping in more protections for immigrants who have come to the United States or who live in the United States. Uh, courts have slowly expanded those protections, uh, but this would really be a revolution if the, the court decided to say, you know, the First Amendment, um, you know, really constrains the power of the government uh, to uh, uh, impact the lives of, 
of uh, people who have never been to the United States before. Well, our um, thanks to our th- thank you very much, David. That's David Beer of the Cato Institute here on Bloomberg Law. Thanks for being this with us. That's it for this edition of Bloomberg Law. We'll be back tomorrow. Thanks to our technical director, Chris Tricomi, and our producer, David Sutcherman. You can mind, find more legal news at BloombergLaw.com and BloombergBNA.com, plus an invaluable website for the legal community at BigLawBusiness.com. Coming up on Bloomberg Radio, Bloomberg Markets, they'll be talking about renewable energy and interpreters betting on hemp. That's coming up on Bloomberg Markets. Stay tuned for all of that and more here on Bloomberg Radio. This is Bloomberg.